0: Welcome to the Speak Good News Podcast, equipping the church to easily share the truth and love of Jesus Christ. Here's your host, Dr. David Shaw. Hello, I'm David Shaw. I am the host of the Speak Good News Podcast and blog. This is episode number one of what we hope to be a, a long and useful tool to encourage the local church in the area being more active in the gospel proclamation aspect of mission. Speak Good News is a church coaching and consulting endeavor that walks alongside the Christian church and helps her in the area of sharing the truth and love of Jesus Christ. In this first episode, I'll share a little bit about my story and how I feel that this podcast will help the church in America as they engage the mission field of the United States in spiritual conversations. I think we'd all agree that one thing our country needs is some good news. Matter of fact, what the world needs is good news. It's my belief that we as Christ followers, we have the greatest news ever, the gospel of Jesus Christ that I believe our world is best desperately needs to hear about. So in episode number one, I will share the what, the why and the who these podcasts are for. What do we mean when we say speak good news? Why does the church need to be encouraged in the area of speaking good news, and who specifically is the audience that I'll be targeting in the upcoming episodes. But first, let me share a little bit about myself and why I have a passion to be a voice of encouragement to the local church in America. You know, during the first 18 years of my life, I was raised in the religious organization called the Jehovah's Witnesses. Now, a core belief of this religion is that one must be active in sharing their faith as part of their spiritual formation and service to God. Think about it, the name of the organization declares such, Jehovah's Witnesses. What does a witness do? A witness testifies, shares, tells, what they know and what they have experienced. So spending one to two hours each weekend going home to home, sharing the Jehovah's Witness belief system in my community was a promised activity of my childhood. Now, when I was introduced to Jesus Christ and accepted his forgiveness, subsequently dedicating my life to service to him, I remember being unable to contain this new truth. I wanted to tell as many people as I could. I could not be silent. It was as if I found a cure to a deadly disease and I had to tell everybody. Sadly, I was taken aback by seeing that there wasn't that many of my fellow Christ followers who had the same burden of being actively involved in sharing their faith through verbal proclamation. The idea of intentionally engaging non-Christ followers with the sole purpose of sharing the truth and love of Jesus Christ was left to those people who, had a gift in the area. The common belief that the practice of sharing one's faith was not for all Christians, but was for that small group of people that showed that they had a reputation or a giftedness as an evangelist. I believe this is a misconception in the church. And this misconception is the thing that really got me going, which led me to serve in my first ministry position as an evangelism trainer for my local church in the late earlys and early 90s. Over the last 32 years, I have served Christ Church in various pastoral and leadership roles. Through these years, my passion for evangelism has never wavered. The only thing that competed with my passion for evangelism was my passion for Christ Church. As Christians, we believe that God has given us all who call upon his name a common mission or the, the great commission, if you will, to share the truth and love of Jesus to anyone who would hear. The problem that I saw was that my two passions, the local church and evangelism, the two areas that should work side beside each other, it seemed to be that there was a gap there, meaning that The local church, the voice of the gospel, seemed to be silent in today's world. It was this problem, seeing the church not being active in proclaiming the truth and love of Jesus to a world that desperately needed to hear, that really led me back to academia. Primarily to study this particular problem and hopefully come up with a solution. Now, I understand this. No study can answer every problem. But I do believe that I have discovered some areas that may help the church in bringing health to their evangelistic initiatives and their evangelistic culture, of seeing more Christ followers participate in speaking good news to the lives of the people that, that that they do life with. I earned my doctorate in the area of missiology and intercultural studies from Fuller Theological Seminary. Currently, I serve as a North America area director and the director of Every Home USA. Every Home USA exists to serve the church by equipping and mobilizing believers in sharing the truth and love of Jesus Christ to every home and every person in the United States. This bi-monthly podcast is one way that we are serving the church. So let me share the first question, the what. What do we mean by saying speak good news? In short, the answer would be to verbalize the gospel, verbalize the good news, or to share the truth and love of Jesus Christ. So the word evangelism comes to mind. Understand this. Kingdom work is both demonstration of the gospel and proclamation of the gospel. The point of this ministry is to help the Christian church speak, verbalize the good news of Jesus Christ. When we think about demonstrating the gospel, I think the church in America is doing a great job. We are leading in the way of of doing food banks and clothing drives and medical missions. We, We serve our community. But it's the area of proclaiming the gospel, verbally sharing the gospel with others, I think is where the church could use some encouragement. I know the word evangelism can be scary to both Christians and non-Christians alike. When the non-Christian thinks of the word evangelism, they're, they're, they're thinking of maybe an overbearing salesman telling them that they have to have a certain belief system. If they don't believe and change their ways, then they're going to be lost for eternity. For the Christian, I would say this, the word, the thought of guilt and shame probably comes because they know it's an activity that they should be participating in, but they're not. And therefore, they feel guilty for not participating Evangelism is verbally proclaiming the good news and is an act of communicating the gospel. The good news is this, is that God is for Christ followers and not against him. And for those that are far from God, we are not subjects of God's wrath, but are subjects of God's love. The English words evangelism or evangelization comes from the Greek word euangelion. Matter of fact, the Greek-English lexicon dictionary defines euangelion simply as proclaiming good news. According to theologian David Barrett, he says the word evangelism or euangelion is a compound word of two words. The first part, eu, E-U good news, and "angelion," which means to announce, to proclaim, to report, or to command. So, when we talk about speaking good news, we're talking about verbalizing the truth and love of Jesus Christ. I know many say, well, what about Francis of Assisi, who said, Preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words? Well, a couple thoughts on that. One, Francis of Assisi's never said that. You cannot find any writing, any quote that he ever said those words, primarily because of this it's not biblical. You cannot preach the gospel good news without using words. I love how Dr. Ed Stetzer talks about this misquote from Francis of Assisi. He says this, to say proclaim the gospel at all times or preach the gospel at all times and when necessary use words is akin to saying feed the hungry at all times and when necessary use food. So to answer the what? It is to verbalize, to speak, to share the good news, the gospel. The gospel is words. Secondly, let me answer the why. Why does the church need to be encouraged to participate in speaking good news? The research I did, that I conducted, during my studies informed me of the practices and the perceptions of the everyday Christ follower as it pertains to participating in gospel proclamation aspect of mission. So in other words, I studied what the everyday Christ follower felt about evangelism. Now, one of the key questions I used in my survey and then followed up in my interviews was I asked this question, what, if any barrier, do you allow to come up that will stop you, keep you from sharing the truth and love of Jesus to people that you know. In other words, this is what I asked them, what stops you, what's preventing you from participating in speaking good news? The answer was this, 85% indicated in the surveys, in the interviews, that they allow a barrier to keep them from participating. 85 percent, which means this, that 15 percent of those indicated on their survey that if the opportunity arose, they would not have a problem. They would not allow a barrier to keep them. doesn't mean that the 15 percent are out there participating. It just means that they would not allow a barrier to stop them. 85 percent said, yes, we would allow a barrier to stop them. Think about that. 85% of the church. Matter of fact, you may be part of the 85% listening today. Let me share with you the top three barriers that came up quickly. Number one barrier was simply this, that they did not want to be pushy or confrontational. I get it. I don't want to be confrontational. I live my entire life trying to avoid confrontation if I can. Probably you do as well. But somewhere in their minds, they thought in order to participate in speaking good news or evangelism, that they had to be pushy or confrontational. Number two was this, they did not feel qualified. And this is what they said. It wasn't that they didn't know information, it's that they did not feel themselves that they were good enough to be a Christian. Matter of fact, to, to, to share their faith. What, what happened is in the interviews, this is the word that came up more, more times than not, is the word shame. They were not ashamed of the gospel. They knew it was the power and salvation, but they were ashamed of their representation of the gospel. Again, they didn't feel that they were holy enough. How can I go and tell my friend, my coworker, my classmate, my neighbor, boy, if you could just come and know Jesus, your life would be great. When I've been serving Jesus for 10 years, and I still struggle with this pet sin or the struggle in my life. The third Obstacle, the third barrier that they said was this they did not know what to say. Now, this didn't mean that they didn't know the different methodologies that have been passed down throughout the church. They didn't know what to say without being confrontational or hypocritical. This is what's stopping them from doing that. That is why we at Every Home USA are doing these podcasts, providing training and teaching to help the, the, that 85% come to know. Now, in order to validate these numbers, we at Every Home USA, we employed the, the assistance and the help of the Barna Group, which is known as industry leading um, in the area of, of doing research, especially in the area of faith and culture as it pertains. We asked them, can you do your own research? And here's what we're looking for. We're looking to see why the church does not participate in verbal gospel proclamation. And their research, when they when they asked the question about barriers, their numbers were this, that 84% of the church came back that indicated they allow a barrier to stop them. My research was 85%, Barna confirmed that with 84%. Their number one barrier that they found was this, that people did not want to be pushy or confrontational. And again, I get that. We don't want to be pushy or confrontational. My research informed me also that of the 85%, matter of fact, that might be part of you who are listening today, want to participate. In sharing your faith. You want to 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 verbalize and speak and to share about the truth and love of Jesus Christ with other people. You want to do that, but you allow a barrier to keep you from doing that. In the soon-to-be-released journal called Reviving Mission, where where we as at Every Home USA are gonna are gonna uh, unveil the results of the Barna survey that they did on our behalf. Here's another question they asked. They asked, how often, if ever, do you pray for the opportunity to have these conversations with people? Uh, Lord, open up a door that I could share your truth and love with somebody. 72%, this is great news, 72% indicated that they prayed at least monthly for the opportunity to share their faith. 40% indicated that they Prayed daily for that opportunity. But they're allowing a barrier to keep them from participating in the activity that they're praying to have. That is why I'm doing this podcast. To help those. And that brings us to the who. Who are these podcasts for? These podcasts are for the 85%. Our goal with the 85% is simply this, is to bring them into the, the shallow pool of the gospel, if you will. Not just throwing that 85% into the deep end and say, hey, you need to go out and do this, but to bring the 85% slowly so they could participate in sharing the truth and love of Jesus to those that come around them. That is our primary audience is the 85%. Secondly, the Speak Good News podcast is meant for pastors and church leaders who shepherd the 85 percent my wife julie and i we we pastored for 16 years we understand that the, the weekly tasks for a pastor includes preparing sermons for the weekend but also preparing and planning midweek services mentoring younger staff members uh, meeting with elders and deacons in the church discipleship and the list goes on and on we also know that a pastor's tasks aren't just just um, put into the what's inside the walls of the church but outside the walls of the church you're visiting the sick you're you're and you're, you're counseling the the hurting you're meeting with other community leaders you're planning outreaches to serve your community you have all these things responsibilities to do and we know this in speaking with pastors and being a pastor i understand this that there's a deep desire to see your church participate in verbally proclaiming the gospel or speaking the good news of the truth and love of jesus christ but with all the activities Pastors, sometimes that gets put on the back burner, and we understand that. Here at Every Home USA, we get the privilege of only speaking and spending time of planning. How can we help the church, help the pastor see the church more actively sharing their faith? So secondly, this podcast is for the pastors and the leaders who are leading the 85% of the church. We hope this is an encouragement to you. The, the third group, I would say this. If you're part of the 15%, I, I would say this. We, we encourage you to listen to these podcasts. We encourage you to participate in these podcasts. But primarily, it's not meant for you. For you, I would say this. If you're participating, if you have a method, if you have a, a program, if there's some way that you're out there utilizing and you're evangelizing, keep doing what you're doing. We are not here saying, here is a new method, here is a new thought pattern, here is a new program. As a matter of fact, this podcast may not be meant for that 15%, but you could be encouraged. This is not meant to be a new method or a new program. Speak Good News is more about a mindset than a method. It's more about a posture than a program. Over the first season, of the Speak Good News podcast, we'll be looking at the barriers that Christ's followers allow that stop them from participating in gospel proclamation, or or simply speaking the good news, the truth and love of Jesus Christ to a world that desperately needs it. We're going to be dealing with these obstacles and these barriers. I'd also want to mention what you won't hear in these podcasts. You will not hear anything negative about other models or teaching on evangelism. If you survey the New Testament, you will see there's many ways, many ways that Jesus Christ shared the gospel, that many ways that disciples shared the gospel. Evangelism, verbalizing the good news, there's many ways of doing that. Christians don't have a problem with sharing good news. Think about this for a moment look at any of your fellow christians social media posts we always post good things don't we our our sports teams most recent win that that new restaurant we went to the mill or even look at the pictures that that we post there's usually good pictures we don't really post the bad pictures of ourselves do we we don't have a problem with sharing good news so the question comes up can we get the church to share The good news, the truth and love of Jesus Christ, as common as we do other things, especially on social media, I believe that answer is yes. And that is the purpose of these podcasts. That is the purpose even of of Speak Good News. That is the purpose of Every Home USA, to help the church proclaim the gospel as common as they share other things. In episode number two, I'll be sharing about the posture and mindset of Speak Good News. I thank you until we see you next time for Speak Good News. Remember this, that Speak Good News is more about a mindset than a method, more about a posture than a program. Thank you for joining us today on the Speak Good News podcast as we equip the church to easily share the truth and love of Jesus Christ. Please share this podcast with your friends and pastors and be sure to subscribe and rate our podcast on your favorite platform. Also, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for even more Speak Good News content. We'll have new episodes published the second Tuesday of each month. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Speak Good News podcast. Thanks again.